Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beyond the Mat podcast, hosted by Emmanuel Clauser and Jared Rowan. A space for you to transcend your yoga beyond your mat and into your life. Hey, guys, it's Jared and Emmanuel. Welcome to the Beyond the Mat podcast. We are sharing this idea of receiving today. So we just recorded last week the act of giving. So we thought with the holiday season that receiving kind of goes hand in hand with giving and that you cannot receive without giving and you cannot give without receiving. Uh, And with the holidays coming up, it seems pretty poignant that we circled around this topic as well. So this act of receiving on a very base level is accepting something from someone else. So it's accepting the giving of something. Um, And one of the things we wanted to touch on is to be a good receiver, one component of it is related to kind of self-worth. You know, mm-hmm. are you worthy of this reception or do you believe or this gift? Do you believe you're worthy of this gift? And I shared with Emmanuel as we were kind of prepping different things that as I grew up, I, I was riddled with anxiety and some OCD growing up. <laughs> uh, and my dad is a therapist. And one thing I had a hard time with was receiving compliments. And mm-hmm. you might be totally shocked if you know me now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> People are like, Jared, no. no. But this is very true. Um, and my dad would often say when someone gives you a compliment, don't say but. Say thank you. And yeah. that was uh, that's really indicative that it kind of swings back through as we're preparing this. Like, um, I had to believe that I was worthy of kind words, of words of affirmation, of whatever that is. So I think we start there is like... Do you feel you're worthy of the reception? And if you don't feel worthy, figure out why. Where do you where do you sit with that? Like your self-worth and how you receive as base level, as accolades, as gifts, as if we start at very kind of yeah. elementary level. I think it's really important and also like such an interesting question, right? right. Because to me, it was the other way around where my self-worth was all tied up in being accepted by others. Okay. And so I wanted to please so that people would say, oh, you're doing great. And then I was like, okay, I'm doing great. My self-worth was built where I had to get that. I needed it. I just put myself in a situation where people would say, you're doing great. You got good grades. You're swimming fast enough, whatever it would be. And I think you hit on a very, very common issue is the need for external validation. So many people search, and this is why we grow up in a society of codependency mm-hmm. and why, unfortunately, we're, we're kind of brainwashing people that to be worthwhile, you need a partner and you need children and you need a job and you need this kind of job. And it's like you never validate yourself internally because you're always seeking. Right. Right. And so it was an interesting concept to me to say, you don't need to receive any of this. To be worthy. So I had to kind of say, okay, I am worthy right now without anyone Mm -hmm. telling me that I'm doing great just by going through my day. And even if Mm -hmm. no one says it, I am still worthy of 
receiving if it comes my way, but I'm not seeking it out all the time. And so to me, it was deconstructing that because what you're receiving is other people's perceptions. Right. And there's what you're actually doing, right? So you and I are having a conversation Mm -hmm. and people could be looking, let's say, through the roof and perceiving what we're doing as a million different things, right? If there was a hundred people looking through the roof, they could perceive what's going on in a hundred different ways. And so feeling, I think, yes, self-worth, but also confidence. So I can receive people's perception of me. Regardless if it's good, good, bad, or ugly. Exactly. Instead of putting myself Mm. in a situation where it always has to be positive so that it could build myself. Can you, this is really important, I think, um, because that is super hard for people. So to be, (laughs) because I deal with this on a daily basis with, with clients is, you know, I, I need him to tell me that I'm pretty or that he loves me or, Mm -hmm. you know, so how would you, I guess, what would be your advice to people who are like, well, how do I develop confidence and self-worth? And I don't hinge on, on that perception of, of like, how would you say they, where's the starting block or would you give any feedback? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm not trying to say that I have this mastered. Let's yeah, be honest. Right. To me, I think it's going to be a, a forever ongoing thing. And whenever I launched, and you can you can talk to this, whenever I launched something new, like when we started this teacher training mm-hmm. together last year, how much validation did I ask for you? A ton. <laughs> you were probably right. like, this girl needs to leave me alone. Because mm. I was like... Do you think this is good enough? Is this good enough? It's not saying that you do it once and then it's over with. That's not the case. But it's recognizing the pattern and addressing that. And for me, it was becoming comfortable with myself. Um, what the, about also, was it all, was it sitting with yourself? Yes. And I was going to say, oh, it all okay. refers back to sitting with yourself or checking in with yourself so that you can give from a place of honesty. That was our previous episode. But... I always was someone that was moving, acting, mm. doing, and I needed to pause and sit and learn to be with myself. And I still go through moments when I'm a little lost right. and I need some time to be with myself so I can regroup because we grow and we change. So who I was when I started this work, I want to say... I don't know, maybe five, six years ago to really get connected, I'm a different person now. Mm. And so I still need to get to know her. I still need to sit with her and check in on her and see how she's doing. Right. And I think you hit on something when when you were saying kind of developing that that confidence or that self-worth is... uh, is a thing that you have to kind of practice and come back to um, over and over again. And one thing I wanted to mention is if you're kind of like, oh my gosh, you're listening to this and you're like, I have no confidence or I have no self-worth. Like, how do I establish that? And I think it's just first establishing and keeping promises to yourself. So making little commitments to yourself whether it be an exercise routine or going to your favorite yoga class or hanging out with a friend, even though maybe your partner doesn't always want you to, but it's important to you. Um, I oftentimes tell people that making those initial promises to your, yourself can feel um, the emotion is usually guilt. You start to feel guilty for doing things mm-hmm. for yourself. But that, but the secret is that 
is how you develop confidence. Yes. Is I just told someone today in therapy, like guilt is, is often a manageable emotion. It comes at the price of freedom, confidence, and self-love. Like it will pass. Mm-hmm. And that's how you develop confidence is by doing little things for yourself and being okay that you may not be for everyone. Yes. Right? Like that's an act of confidence. Or to build the confidence. To build the confidence so that, again, you don't need to receive only positive feedback or perceptions. It it can be whatever people think you're okay with because you're being Mm. authentic to yourself. I just, and it made me think I had somebody in class one time and they were newer to yoga and we were doing eight angle pose. Uh huh. Maybe I'll have to put a picture of that in the show notes. (laughs) Um, But it's an arm balance pose and advanced pose, you would say. Um, And I was cueing it and someone in the back just started shaking their head no. Oh. And it was like, boy, was that person not receiving, right? Like, Mm -mm. that was like a blockage of like, I am not receiving this pose right now, sir. So, uh, <laughs> but I think that speaks to again conf- a little bit of that confidence to be okay that you can't land the the po- as simple as it is the pose. This is beyond the map, right? This is yeah. Like, it's more than that for for that person. Probably they're going to carry that outside of that room because if they can't receive something like a pose, can you imagine feedback? But I think that person did get it by the end of it, end of the class. He um, got the message. Got the-, <laughs> got the message and was like, oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So I think you make a really good point that receiving isn't always, you know, the positive. And two, I find if we relate it to the math, because we started beyond it, and now yeah. let's take it on the mat. Oftentimes people have, they have expectations. And when you teach something that is maybe out of the box for your style, then people build up a lot of resistance against the class that you deliver. Or if they have to think about it a little bit more. Which I think is telling because I Mm. went through that. Like as you set yourself up with the path of Mm. yoga, um, you'll go through phases and you'll go through a bunch of different teachers and different Styles. styles. And sometimes I went to classes with a teacher that I was really looking forward to practice with because of a practice that I'd seen online or things that I'd heard from them. And I just set up my mat and get on my mat and it would be completely different than what I expected. expected. And my first reaction was resistance. Right. And that's very informative to how I meet different things in my life. Mm-hmm. Do I meet everything that's happening not the way I expected with resistance. Well, Adversity. What yeah. about that? The poses are, are metaphors for that, right? So, right? so much of the time. If you can land the pose, it's it's about adversity. It's about overcoming it. Like, what is your reaction to this pose or this sequence or this style? And then it's like, can you over, can you detach from it and overcome it? Because the, the good news is, and the, the bad news, I guess, is... This is just a yoga pose. Yeah, this that's like, it. You, like, you're up against way more outside of this room. <laughs> but we hope, and that's where it loops all back around, that if you can master this feeling in this pose, you can master the bigger things in your life when you Absolutely. hit that. You can receive those moments with grace. So well, I think, and that yeah. loops us into kind of like um, mentioning, and I'm going to let you kind of take this with okay. the reception of help. So you kind of yeah. you let you said a little bit about that, right? You may I think when you and I were talking about yeah. Um, so when I first came to Ocean City, I was an Ocean Lifeguard, and 
one of the times in my life where I needed the most help, um, I was working full time for the beach patrol. And I remember being, you know, desperate to give to people around me. Like anyone that worked for me, I just wanted to make sure that they had no issue. You know, I would have done anything to help them to provide advice to make their life easier. I just wanted to give, 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 give. And in a way, at that point in my life, I was pretty far out in denial <laughs> not the river, not the Nile, denial, right? <laughs> Will I cut this out? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to say it again just in case I cut it out. I was in denial. <laughs> denial. I need another word. Okay. No, you're good. Um, I'm picking on you. That's okay. Because I love you. Um, in case you didn't know, I'm friend. Um <laughs> But yeah, I was really trying to avoid my own problems and kind of projecting onto other people that maybe they had issues that I could fix for them, anything mm. not to fix myself. Oh, gosh. And if... The fixer. The That's fixer. in therapy we call the fixer. You know that, right? Oh, I did not. It's like the guy or girl that um, looks like for kind of like broken pieces or people and like, oh, I can fix them. Right. That yeah, was- which is totally like a kind of a red flag, right? Like, oh gosh, which is so kind and so great, but then also like not and if, always great. If someone had come to me at this point in time and said, "Do you need help?" I would have been like, "Oh no, totally not. I'm I'm good. I'm really okay. Do you need help? Because it looks like maybe you are unhappy, and I'm and willing to help you. I will help you." <laughs> which sounds psychotic, and no. I get that, but you know. You have to be in a place where you're ready to receive. And I think I just wasn't ready. Right. Or, yeah, the conditions weren't right. And I felt mm. so caught up in the giving. And I didn't balance it out by giving to myself at all. Mm-hmm. And I didn't check in. And so I wasn't really aware that I needed to receive. Oh, wow. Yeah. When did you come to that, you think, when you were like, I, you know, I, I do need to receive. Or was it moments, I guess? No, it took me a couple months to really sit with it. Um, Okay. Because that's a vulnerable space for people. And we're going to use that that scary H word, but when people need help. Yeah. Like, that's people don't want to ask for help. No, they don't. Perceived vulnerability, weakness. It's hard to say, hey, Mm -hmm. like, I need help with this. Even sometimes with your close friends, you know, if you're going through a tough day, it happened It happened to me lately, actually, okay. where I had a really difficult day and I was on my couch and I was like starting mm-hmm. to text someone being like, I'm having a really tough day. Do you have time to talk? And then I erased it and I was like, actually, I don't want to bother them. Okay. You know what I mean? And so mm. even though I'm aware that's that you know, it's a tendency. Yeah. I would rather not bother people. Now it's not that right. I don't go too far out and I don't just give, give, give. Mm-hmm. But I also have a hard time saying, Okay. Because I'm like, Oh, they probably had a long day too oh and it's like, you know. And that even took you a lot, I think, as our friendship. Yeah. Like to be a little more open or a little, right? <laughs> yes. And I'm pretty open book. Like, um, we've both seen each other cry and oh my God. 
I love my parents, but when they visited one time, oh gosh, you I had... came into the studio and, and my partner and just life, and I just cried Too in the lobby much. with <laughs> nobody there. Uh, but I'm like the opposite. I think sometimes was with 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 trusted people, where it took you a little bit to warm up and be like, no, I can be vulnerable. I can say to him, I'm having a hard time because you do have to trust people. That's right. an important piece. I, I guess the word would be I am selective. Yeah, yeah you know, that's smart. I think to a degree. I think that's smart. And I think the reception of help, like speaking from a man's point of view, if we look at like even therapy, men are are less inclined to seek therapy. So we are conditioned. And I know this because I've been doing it 12, 13 years that mainly I see women. Mm -hmm. Um, If I have 50 clients, uh, they're probably 40 women or 45. Nuts. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. You're all the problem. Not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, men need to get their butt into therapy but um the and this is speaking from someone who is a therapist and went to therapy as a man which is like you know that's important i needed help too like we cannot always help ourselves absolutely because we live we live in a, a biased body right like we're so i think i wanted to just touch on that as a man like we're conditioned to almost not show emotions. And then in many families, we're conditioned men or women to not show emotion or have mm-hmm. emotional dialogue. So when we are like, oh, I need to receive help, like, it's almost like we feel shame. Then we don't want to because it, it's not a thing a man should be doing or it's not something we did in our family. And it's like, gosh, I really hope that people realize that that is just a, a, a false conditioning. Mm-hmm. That's not healthy. Like you're allowed to need help. Absolutely. And you actually are. And I say this to people all the time. The healthiest person in the family is usually the one that goes to therapy mm-hmm. because they're willing to look at like, okay, I'm not always right. Like, isn't that in life? You should always wonder. You shouldn't question yourself continuously because that's the opposite of confidence, but you should wonder and be curious. Well, you should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are open enough to right. have conversation and, and, receive someone else you know Mm. what i mean in that sense so that just made me feel good because i go to therapy so i'll be the (laughs) smartest people at my family party let your family know that you're the healthiest i am That you're the healthiest um and when i tell my my clients that they're like yeah i knew it i knew it (laughs) um but one thing you hit on too when we were preparing for this um is receiving people as they are Do you want to talk about that? I think that's an interesting way of looking at receiving. Sure. And it can go in that context. Mm. Receiving can also mean accepting. Sometimes we put expectations not only on yoga sequences but on people. I was giving an example where I took a training and the person that delivered the training, Mm -hmm. I expected that person to be a certain way. And it was jarring to me the first couple of days that that was not the case. And so instead of receiving the material that was delivered to me, which was amazing quality content, I was so caught up in like, I wonder why this person's not doing this. I want like this person should be doing this this way. And this is not what I imagined. And I was not in the moment mm-hmm. and I didn't receive what this person had to offer. For you. And it took me a matter of days to get out of that space and to just tap into, okay, this is what this person has to offer. 
I I accept this person as they are. Right. And I receive from them what they have to give me, even though it is not what I thought it was going to be. Even though it is different. Right. That's really interesting. I think that speaks to like on the, on a smaller scale, it's like receiving difficult people or like people that you may have difficult times with, like a group of friends. Maybe you don't vibe with a certain friend in the group. Like, can you receive them where they're at? And that's not saying receive abuse or if they're mean (laughs) to you, but if you don't gel with them, but you gel with the other friends, can you meet them where they're at and realize you're probably not changing them? That there's some people in life we don't always connect with. Right. And can you, and that could be a, that's often a boss, you know, someone that you may work with just in life. It could be a family member. It could be a family member that if you learn that receive them where they're at, don't accept, you know, meanness. No. But receive that that person is on their own unique journey and they may not be for you. And that's okay. And you may not be for them. Yeah. 100%. Um, and that's like, if we looked at like, the yoga, it made me think of the yoga sutras and I think it's like sutra 1.33 is the, the keys and the locks. Yes. Remember? I love that one. So it's such a good one. It's basically, it tells you how to deal with four different types of people, right? Mm-hmm. So there's people that are happy. There are people that are going through suffering. There are people that are smart and virtuous. And then there are people that you have a difficult time with. And the keys are really happy people. You receive them with kindness. You know, and delight or, or, you know, just friendliness, friendliness. And then you have the people that are um, suffering. You give them, you receive them with compassion of what they're going through. The virtuous, the smart, this is where there's a resistance sometimes. Someone smarter than us. Receive (laughs) them with delight. Like, what do I have to gain? Rather than what don't I have? And then the people that are, are you having a difficult time with? I like the word um, equanimity instead of indifference because right. indifference feels a little negative, I think, mm-hmm. where um, being like equanimous is like not having a feeling about it. And that is kind of receiving an acceptance. Mm-hmm. Like it's like I feel like indifference is almost tolerating and it's not a good translation, which tolerating to me almost sounds like sticky, yeah, right? I agree. Yeah. Like if you can just be, have equanimity, it's like, okay. Okay. There's that, she's that, that chickadee that I don't vibe with. That's okay. That's fine. You know, so I think that um, on a smaller scale, like you can receive that person in that moment. That doesn't mean that you're letting this person step all over right. you or be mean to you. Mm. But a lot of time, I think, especially in this day and age, there may be differences in thoughts or like thought oh process. Gosh, yeah. Let's even, not even talk about wearing a mask, right? Oh my God. No, please. Never. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not, we are not going to give our opinions on masks. We're in not. This podcast, by the way. <laughs> but, um, you know, you may have a different opinion than someone in yeah. your family than your mom or dad. And it's saying, can I be present and try to receive this person the best I can without, you know, Feeling I'm not letting... to change them or to be upset about it. And if there's room for an informed conversation, then let that happen. Mm-hmm. And be open-minded enough to have Oof. your belief challenged. Like, re- receive that. Mm-hmm. Given that the context is healthy right. and the conversation is informed and it's taking you somewhere that you're like, wow, I like where this is going. This is giving me food for thought. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a beautiful way, too, to receive someone with an open mind. 
right? right? But a lot of times, and I love my family to death, but、mm. like French people love to argue at dinner over politics, right? And sometimes、mm. the conversation is interesting. Other times, it's arguing for the sake of arguing, which leads nowhere.、Oh、gosh, right. And so it takes a little bit of good judgment to observe the difference between the two types, like what's going on in the situation,、mm. and then decide, like. Am I just going to receive this and say, okay? I'm not going to change this person that's in front of me. This conversation、right. is going nowhere. Let's let's table that. Or is this kind of interesting? And we're we're having a good back and forth, and we're bouncing things off of each other. And I have an open mind where maybe I didn't think about things in a certain way. But what this person is bringing to the table interests me. Right, and also keep in mind it comes back to what we said earlier: is knowing yourself. If it's quote unquote triggering for you, maybe you you're gonna not go the curiosity approach and be like, <laughs> please tell me more. If you know that it's a, if you know yourself, you've sat with yourself, and there's a topic. A, I would encourage you to to look deeper into that if something bothers you that much because it's it's having an effect on you. But it's okay to like, I'm, I'm gonna receive this and not. And not be、myself. curious about yeah. it. Yeah, I love curiosity, but it, it's okay to not be curious about it.、Um, but I, yeah, I think that happens a lot.、Um, and then one other, I think one big thing too with with receiving is when you, you know sometimes we were talking about partners, and I think we can both relate to this is in everyone that has a partner, <laughs> and those of you that don't, you know. Awesome! Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> you、Think、have a lot of free time and much I, less I, laundry. <laughs> no, they're just... great.、Um, but I think that sometimes we have to tell people what we need. Yes. Right. Like, and then we have to be willing. If they try, then receive their trying. Like I was sharing with Emmanuel, I have I do couples work with people, and the couple was like, you know, I oftentimes. Teach people how to say "I'm sorry." Believe it or not, adults.、Um, yeah. And in this couple, one, one member of the couple said, "You know, I just need to hear 'I'm sorry' sometimes." And then they went home. And then the next week, they came back, and I'm like, "Well, how did it go?" And the the one <laughs> the one partner in the couple said, "Well." She said she was sorry, but <laughs> she was kind of sarcastic about it. And I'm like, "Listen." We can't be picky over the "I'm sorry"s when we're starting out. Like maybe receive the fact that you did get it, you know, and you didn't need a whole diatribe of why they were sorry. And so I think that's twofold, right? Tell the person what you need to receive. Sometimes super important, I think.、Um, and then receive what they when they try at least. Yeah, and I think that's super valuable.、Mm. And then it's like you said, if there is a sense of trying and effort that is being made. Accept it, like receive、right. it. So it, it interweaves in together because if someone is giving to you, and if they're truly given, which we、mm. talked about, what it looks like and feels like to give from an authentic place,、um, typically they come from a place of love and a place of caring, and so. Receiving with open arms、mm-hmm. and seeing the effort, because maybe for you,、um, saying sorry is really easy, but for someone else, it took consideration、oh、gosh, of your、yeah. feelings. It took participating in the relationship. It took being vulnerable. It took maybe their whole childhood telling them that sorry was a weakness. 
Mm, right, right, to kind of overcome that and do the work. And then finally they're saying sorry to you. And you're like, mm, it was sarcastic. You know, mm. so acknowledge that if there's a giving that is coming towards you, hopefully, right, right this it's coming from a place of love and caring and mm. put yourself in a position of receiving that. Right. So if you get that ugly sweater for Christmas... <laughs> know that it's coming from a good place. I mean, oh seriously, though, it that's is. the truth, too. When people, I mean, if we could loop yeah. it back, it's like when people give gifts this, this season, remind yourself that. Like, that they're coming from a good place. They thought of you. Yeah. Receive that. Be kind in how you receive that. And, you know, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. You know. Um, say thank you. Say thank you. <laughs> how do you say that in French? Merci. Merci. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> Um, but that leads us, I think, to wrap up the podcast. And we're gonna wrap it um, up. We just want you to, 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 you know, to remember some of those takeaways with being a good receiver. So you know, be open minded, be confident, and have good self worth, and believe that you, you know, are worthy of, of whatever to receive. And then also know that. I think it comes back to not, be, you know, not being for everyone. Everyone's not for you. Try to receive the difficult moments just as much as the good and the difficult people as much as the people that you ebb and flow with. Um, and to continue to be open to it. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. We All right, love you and appreciate you. Give us a follow mm. at Beyond the Mat Pod on Instagram so that we can interact with you. And we'll be back next Thursday. Next Thursday, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you.